I've noticed a little bit of a call to action uh, for Black women to start to take care of themselves, increasing just self-worth, um, well, self-care, um, just overall. And I've always been a huge advocate for that. I reposted this beautiful, positive message, at least I thought, mm -hmm. with just a simple mm -hmm. caption, because we deserve. I did not think that that was going to start a 50-comment uh, debate about whether we deserve or not. From Bronx Narratives online publication, this is BXN Radio, a podcast highlighting Bronx culture, people, and some of our favorite Bronx tunes. Bronx Narratives Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of BXN Radio. I know y'all missed us since our last podcast with Ashley Wisdom. And if you hadn't gotten a chance to check that one out yet, I suggest you go back to that one before you start this. Or you can start this and then go back to that. Just binge all of it one time. It's all good. Today we have with us Dakota, who is our uh, Director of Strategic Partnerships and Outreach here at Bronx Narratives. And we have Dwayne, who is the host of the famous Dwayne's podcast. Thank you all for being with us today. So we just wanted to have it. Well, before I start, um, I just feel like, Tiffany, I feel like I should just give myself a little spray. You know, just <laughs> feel like I, I want to smell good, feel good. We're talking about luxury, right? So just feel like we have to set the mood, right? Set the mood. So I'm setting the mood. Um, <laughs> so, Tiffany, um, if you want to kick us off with why we're doing an episode about the right to Black women's luxury. Um, I, yeah, so you started off. I was there, but we're we going to talk about it. <laughs> yes, you, you were. Um, so I've noticed a little bit of a, um, a call to action uh, for Black women to start to take care of themselves, increasing just self-worth, um, well, self-care um, just overall. And I've always been a huge advocate for that even before it kind of started trending. Um, and because of that, I shared a post on good old Facebook. Um, and I'll read you what the post says. So it's a picture of just a gorgeous black woman. I think she's on one of the reality shows. I can't remember which one, maybe Real Housewives of Atlanta or something. And it says, I love seeing black women in luxury. I love seeing black women in leisure. I love black women in opulence. I love seeing black women in wealth. I love seeing black women in love. I love seeing black women owning businesses. I love seeing black women feeling confident. I love seeing black women owning their beauty. I love seeing black women happy. I love seeing black women flourish. I love seeing black women succeeding. And I reposted this beautiful positive message, at least I thought, mm -hmm. with just a simple mm -hmm. caption, because we deserve. I did not think that that was going to start a 50 comment uh debate about whether we deserve or not um the first comment i got was if substitute deserve for earned deserve comes from being entitled that was the first comment under that post mm -hmm. um from a black man um and then it kind of spiraled uh from there i i came back and then uh <laughs> came and tagged him <laughs> and this became this whole long discussion Right. Um, mostly from black men. It wasn't I didn't have any black women opposing the idea about whether luxury for black women is uh something that we deserve or is that coming from a sense of entitlement. Uh, and so that is what 
um, brought this topic about. And I thought it was a really good discussion. Most of the points I didn't really feel like had any validity to it at all. But um, I still think it warranted a discussion because I really thought about like, well, why why is this a, an argument? Why is this a thing? Why why are we debating about this? Um, why is this triggering, uh, so to speak? So that is where that came from. So starting off with kind of the the first part of it is how do we de- how do we define luxury? How is luxury defined? What's the difference between luxury and entitlement? You know, in our discussion, Tiffany, we thought that it would just be a smart idea to actually look up what these things mean, mm-hmm. um, especially because you made the point in saying that there are de- definitions. We, we just don't go about making up our own uh, meanings for things, although, you know, the context of things do change after a while. But um, so I have a few definitions here. Luxury, the state of great comfort and extravagant living. So that's one um, definition. The next one says, a condition of abundance or great ease and comfort. Something adding to pleasure or comfort, but not absolutely necessary, right? So I feel like those definitions capture what it means to have luxury. It's not, it's not something that you need. It's something that you want. And it's a, there's an abundance of it. So I would say those are the key words that stick out to me. Entitlement. A belief that one is deserving of or entitled to certain privileges. So let me find another one because I don't like when people use the words in the definition. They have entitled here. So it has having a right to certain benefits or privileges. The belief that one is inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment. With that being said, luxury, entitlement, black women. How does this all fit together? Dwayne and Dakota, what are your thoughts on a luxury entitlement? What did you think the definition was? Do you agree with these definitions? And would you add anything? I guess I'll go first. Um, I when I look up definitions for things, um, I always try to look up the uh, the etymology of it um, because initially that's like the, the the start. That's the root. So I looked it up. It comes from um, Middle English. Old French, luxury, luxure, or from Latin, luxuria, or from luxus, which means excess. So, again, like you already said, it's, um, it's not necessary, but it is, it is extra. You know, it's added. It's the, it's the salad dressing. You know, it's the seasoning on, on the food. And, you right. know, some people get things more seasoned than others. And so, you know, it's the same thing. It's, it's just the season of life. That's, that's luxury more or less. Yeah, I agree. Um, Naturally, when I think of luxury, I think just the finer things in life, right? And finer based on where you are in life, because what I might consider a finer thing, someone else that may be a bit more well-off may think that it is not that fine or just not that luxurious. And someone that is not on my same wavelength, may not just define it as luxury. So I think how you personally define the finer things in life, I will consider luxury. Um, when I think of entitlement, I think that it holds a negative connotation, right? Mm-hmm. When I think of entitlement, it has this sense of, like the definition, you deserve it. You're you're supposed to have it. Um, it's yours. I feel like as Black women, we can be entitled to certain things, but not because not any external factors validating that entitlement. I think that us personally can have 
we feel we're entitled to it and only we can define what we're entitled to, right? If you feel like you're entitled to a big house, Tiffany, no one can tell you that you're not, that that's you. Um, So I just think that that's what it is. I do think that there are circumstances where entitlement can be used the wrong way, especially when it's associated with Black women. But again, it's all, it's like nothing is value free. So it's all perspective. So it's all how we personally define it. And I would have to agree with that, right? Um, I, I mean, not to throw in the Constitution or anything, but I just think about the, the every, everybody has these inalienable, inalienable rights, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? And I feel like that is an entitlement. Like, they're saying that's the right, right? So, and they're, we're saying that those are in, inherent rights. And so I feel like luxury falls under the pursuit of yes. happiness, basically, right? So it's not that, or at least the way that I interpreted your your uh, post, Tiffany, wasn't just that, oh, just Black women just should have it uh, with no merit, no work. They haven't done any work to do anything. They are, they just, they just want things without wanting to work for it or without um, doing what they need to do to get it or they haven't done what they need to do to get the things that they have. And I'm just like, uh, if somebody wants to pursue luxury or have it, I don't know, um, who am I to say, as Dakota said, what they have done to to feel like they deserve that. I don't know. So I'm not going to come from a place of let's, let's switch deserve for earn because why do I assume that they haven't earned what they, they are saying that they deserve? When I um, propose it or advocate for it, I'm doing mm-hmm. it under the assumption as it as it's an earned right. Um, mm-hmm. And so if luxury is an excess and things that are not needed and the seasoning, then mm-hmm. if someone says is is entitled or is earned are you suggesting that we're only supposed to live for the bare minimum we're only supposed to live for and have just exactly what we need and we're not allowed to want more than that we should be satisfied with the bare minimum no seasoning because it's food and mm-hmm. we should just be satisfied with the food and when we don't we, we shouldn't need or want flavor I actually actually want to respond to Kayla's comment about luxury even being the pursuit of happiness I think that I would question that right I feel like Mm -hmm. some people might may not consider luxury happiness or joy it's just the desire Mm -hmm. and I don't know if we necessarily have to equate desire with joy right or desire with Mm -hmm. it's just something you want so going back to what you just said Tiffany um wait I just want to make sure I heard you correctly you're saying that luxury itself is something it's an earned right so if we don't if we have everything we need as far as the bare minimum we don't need luxury um, I'm not saying I believe I believe that. I think that's what the argument oh, was. The argument is. It, it, okay. it is. If you have everything that you need, then that's you should be satisfied with that. Okay. And if you need, want more than that, and we being black women, we we want more than that. Then that's that's entitlement. But why why do we want more than that? We have what we need. I get you. So I feel like no one can tell you what like what is enough, right? I mean, if we're looking at it, we're all entitled. We're all privileged. We all have a roof over our head. We're all in America. We're all we all come from a place of I want to say like a certain level of elite. Like you know, we we're, we have the opportunity to even engage in this conversation with good with good internet. You know, we all are literally breathing. So if we're going to be technical, 
we're entitled, we're, we're privileged, whether or not we're black, we're, we're still, we still have a sense of entitlement. So that's the first thing. The second thing, when we're thinking about like bare minimum and bare needs, some people may just thrive, survive, and be happy with just having life. Other people may want more. It depends. I think it all goes back to just like outlook and perspective. It depends on your personal preference. It depends on your personal desires. Some people do like get caught up and enjoy luxury and lose sight of what it means to just have life and just like be good, as you were saying, like the bare needs. But I don't think you're wrong for wanting more or for engaging in anything that may be considered luxury or worldly, but it's like, it shouldn't be compared. Like no one can tell you, you because you have everything you need, you don't deserve or you can't want more. That's natural. But um, we are all entitled to a certain extent. Yes, I agree with what the code is saying. And um, as far as like entitlement, yes, we are, we're in America. We have a lot of first world problems, much of that we've created ourselves. And yes, we definitely do have luxury. Um, if you've ever been to um, somewhere where it's less fortunate, where people, you know, are, you know, trying to even sell their, their children for like a better life, just something crazy, you know, it's, we were, this is a very first world kind of situation that we're discussing right now, but, you know, we're in a situation where even though the bar is higher than most other people, as far as like, I guess, um, as far as like the social decorum, um, how we engage with each other and everything like that, I think it's like at the, it's at the, the bar is on the floor. You know, we were very disrespectful when it, when we engage with each other, men with men, women with women, men and women, you know, we're just very disrespectful and not just, I mean, we're all from New York, if I'm not mistaken. We're, we're, we're you know, we leave the league in disrespect. However, <laughs> You know, with it's just disrespect across the board. You know, with um, how we engage each other in um, in black spaces, and you know, you can think whatever you want. You can think that you're entitled to a better life. Why not? I mean, I would not discourage somebody from that, but you know, you have to understand what comes with that. So, with luxury, that's the excess. So that's when, like, basically, if I indulge in this luxury, it's not going to compromise my way of living now. So as long as you can do that responsibly and, you know, you're not just, you know, you have a bunch of maxed out credit cards and yeah, your, your crib is fat, but, you know, you're about to get evicted, you know, it's just all about priorities. It's basically like people, they, they want to, they say they want a baby. It's so cute. So this is so that, but the stuff that comes with having the baby, the stuff with having a Ferrari, a Rolls Royce, everything like that, you know, fur, you know, can you, can someone just, you know, snatch your fur and then, you know, you 15,000 in a hole, you know, there's, there's different things that come with that. So as far as the entitlement goes, I mean, again, you can, you can say what you want, what you want, you know, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not a dream killer, but it's just about, you know, knowing what comes with that and, you know, fully grasping that concept. And I think that a lot of people, men and women, aren't fully, don't fully have their hands wrapped around that concept. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so before I, I, I want to go kind of dig deeper into that for a bit or in, in that direction, but I just want to, I do want to clarify, Dakota, because you did say something about luxury being separate from uh, happiness or joy, rather, and I, w- I will say I agree, because first of all, I think that happiness and joy are two separate things. I think, I think luxury and happiness, because I think happiness is a bit more external than joy is. 
And I think that luxury is a more external thing that it may maybe make you happy for some time, but it oh. won't give you joy. Yeah. So, uh, Dwayne, yeah, you said something along the lines of so. So I want to go um, in the direction of luxury and just thinking about. Well, first of all, let me go back because I feel like we started going in a bit more loaded in this topic than I anticipated. I told you. <laughs> so I feel like, happen. yeah, so, and I feel like there's so many directions to go in and I don't want it to seem like I want, it, I want to stay uh, superficial because as you guys said, like we do have certain luxuries even to be able to have this conversation. But I do want to keep it on topic with uh, Black people, Black women and luxury, um, specifically as it relates to the polls. So to be like, do we do we feel like uh, that black people are uh, opposed to luxury? Do you feel like there is like a stigma around luxury? Something that Dakota said um, earlier mm-hmm. made me I was going to actually transition from that. And then we kind of went off a little bit when right. she was talking about um, thriving and surviving. And mm-hmm. I think that has been the inherent mindset for so long that when you introduce that's why I think I, I feel that that's part of the reason why there's such a bulk at luxury. And that's for men and women. Um, but we're talking about women right now because of this, this habit of us only thriving and surviving. So we're not allowed to do anything else because there's these, all these issues um, for not first world, but maybe some of them that we're supposed to be focused on 24 seven. They're not solved. And so how, indignant of us to want to do anything else but focus on survival I feel like and this is for men and women but again we're trying to keep the focus to women because we're supposed to survive and focus on how to survive and how to make sure our children are survive and so on and so forth that when we suggest doing anything else it's like a guilt trip and I think I, I agree to that uh, to a certain extent, right? Because I, I have, um, I wrote down survivor's guilt and I know that survivor's mm. guilt is, is kind of, it's, it's related to, uh, making it out of a certain situation or being the, the lone person to make it out of a, a specific situation and feeling guilty that you are the only one and maybe that no one else made it out. And that affects how you, um, move throughout the world. Um, but I, I, I think to your point about like, uh, making sure we we survive and having this like trauma of a survival mindset. It's kind of like you may not want to spend your money on things that you won't that you don't necessarily need because you feel like you always have to prepare for a rainy day. Like you feel like okay, something could happen, trouble could happen. Um, I know I've heard people talk about you know it, how we do espouse luxury, but a lot of us are like a hospital bill away from being poor or broke again. So it's like this idea that maybe more of us are in this space where we have excess and we have extra money to spend on things that we want. But then at the same time, let's say sickness happens, the way that the American medical system is set up, you're probably going to be struggling to pay your bills. So then in that case, you don't want to spend your money on things that you don't need because anything could happen. Um, so you want to, you want to hold your coin until the rain comes. But that brings but I, me back to my point earlier from just living for survival. 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, 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 I agree um, in that uh, regard. But then I also feel like, in a way, we are used to seeing certain black people um, thrive or live in luxury, and that's like celebrities or, um, yeah, just celebrities, whatever, whoever that may be, uh, because. I feel like we know where that money comes from. We know how they how they got their means. So we're more willing to see them and be like, okay, that's something that we can look up to, but not necessarily feel like we can have for ourselves. Or even if you feel like a black person or a black woman who maybe you don't know how she got the money, you don't know where her wealth comes from. You're a bit more questioning of that. Like, how'd you get that? Where did that come from? Who gave that to you? Like, I, I feel like, we are accustomed to seeing certain people have, but everybody can't. And of course, everybody's not going to be a part of that. But like, if you're just a regular black woman or a regular black person, it comes, it's, it's questioned a bit more where it comes from and the legitimacy of it, I feel. And I think that does come from black people sometimes being synonymous with struggle. Like, Mm, for the most part, we we be struggling. So how, why why are you not struggling? Where, where where you get that from? Why why are you spending money on this or that that bag, this jewelry, this trip? Why are you doing that? So I feel like I don't think we do it intentionally. I'm speaking as we in general, but I don't think we do it intentionally. I just think that is something that happens because of black people and a connection to struggle for so long. I'm feeling right, so hold on, don't wanna go, don't wanna go home, oh no, so let's drive a hundred miles south of the sunrise, wanna feel high off something baby that I can't like, and I wanna fly without wings on, catching a flight, you make me feel right.
You just listened to 100 Miles by Ajani. Right. I think with the, um, the whole stigma question, I think it really depends who you ask. I definitely think there's like a generational gap where, for example, um, if I wanted to get something more luxurious, like instead of like I told you I wanted to get a Lexus because why not? You know, my father would be like, are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to bring the added attention because my father's from East New York. You ride around with Alexis, you got to talk and get back. So based upon those experiences that he went through, he may be projecting a little bit that, you know, this may be bringing unnecessary attention to it, the excess as we, you know, established. So it really depends on who you ask. But, but, you know, there's other people that they may be, sorry to say, like underachievers, like they, they just do the bare minimum and expect, you know, more than what they're, what they're, you know, what they're getting. They have the sense of entitlement. Like, well, I see this, but I'm not willing to put the work for it, and I'm going to hate on somebody that's like doing it, that's doing things I'm not willing to do to get to this certain point. So it all, it all again, it all depends on who you ask. You know, as far as you know, the stigma of luxury. Some people like, you know, go ahead, stunt. Other people like will say that and then try to line you up. So it all, it all depends on who you ask. And people's experiences of what they've been through and what they've seen, and you know how they their values on life. I think overall luxury is associated with whiteness. So when there is a form of resistance in the in the black community, and I personally experienced it, where it's like I get the the type like the oh you bougie or oh you oh girl like you know. But then I feel like there are people that truly know me that it's like well I just like certain shit. It doesn't make me any less black. It doesn't make me any less like it doesn't take away where I'm from. I just I just like certain things and I like that's what I like. So that's the first thing. Those are a few things that that she said to Wayne. So when you even think about luxury and the fear of just being luxurious because of someone might target you or someone might put like you just might have a target on your back just because you're carrying yourself a certain way I feel like if you're in certain spaces right that it's room for that then that's the energy that will be received but if we're in certain spaces where everyone is on that same page as you everyone holds themselves to a certain standard and everyone holds themselves to like a certain level of excellence then that may not necessarily be the case I feel like there is a level of fear and that's some that's another thing that you had brought up to Wayne where people are it's not that they're they're afraid to want more they're afraid to achieve more because I think that people are comfortable um sometimes people don't go after the more or the luxury because one, they may not know how to, or two, it's new. When something is foreign, it's weird. It's awkward. It's like, what? This is unknown. This is unheard of. So when you see another person pursuing that, you see another person living the life that you may want to live, but you're afraid to like jump out and do it, then that's where the resistance comes in. And that might be where like the the hate or the jealousy or the envy, but I don't think that that's truly hate, jealousy, or envy. I think that it's fair, but 
that's how they they put it out there into the world because they don't know how else to respond or receive that. It's like a level of intimidation because you're living in your your truth and your truth might be, well, I like this. I like the finer things in life. So I'm going to receive this as far as luxury. Just to reiterate, um, uh, you know, uh, that, that part where you said, I think that's like a perfect snippet where I don't hear it just blatantly said like that. And it's like one of those um, uh, undertones, I think, in the conversation that I may have even forgotten to even bring up myself had you not said it, Dakota, that luxury can be and seems to be associated with whiteness way more than I I think I even realized. And I think Mm -hmm. there's a list of reasons on why Black people are opposed to it that's probably in the top three. Mm -hmm because they associated with whiteness. Just like mm-hmm. speaking, so, so even now, speaking eloquently is still associated with mm-hmm. I wouldn't even, and even that, I have thoughts around that, like speaking eloquently versus just like speaking, right? But yeah. I don't even know if I would say that Black people are opposed to luxury. I just think that it goes back to fair. I honestly feel, and that might be like, really philosophical um per se but I just feel like they oppose it because they don't know or they don't understand it's just like even when we think new money versus old money right black people if we're generalizing might show up in these luxurious spaces where they're bold they're loud they're and not loud like vulgar but loud like I'm owning who I am but then that's that's part of who we are, right? Naturally, as Black people, that's just the spirit and the energy we bring, where we show up in spaces and we own it. So I feel like it's just, it's not necessarily like, well, damn, I don't want that. It's just like, well, wow, she's really owning it. And I just don't know how to, like, I don't have the, the courage, maybe, to to show up in this space and own it like this or own that yeah, I got this. I got this apartment. I got this Lexus and I'm a front. I'm, I'm a flaunt it because I've worked hard for it and I want it. So um, another point, um, Kayla and I were, were discussing. Was- well, well, before you move from there, can I just jump in really quickly about um, Dakota's point on the luxury being equated to or associated with whiteness? I just had one quick point there. Even in preparing for this, I was reading an article um, and I can't even remember which which uh, one it was, but it was just about Black women and luxury. And uh, it was a, a Black influencer who was saying that um, even trying to get endorsement deals with luxury brands or in high, with high fashion is a struggle because overall society does not associate Black women with um, with luxury. So like in the same way, when you talk about and I, and I even wrote in my notes too, like, I don't think it's an op- opposition as much as it is something new. So it's like, before you, in, before you embark on something new, you ask yourself, is this even possible? Is this available to me? Like, is it allowed? That's what I have. Is it allowed? I just think that people are learning how to do it. And it looks like just in the beginning stages of these things, it it just looks very, it can be very clumsy. It can be a very, um, not even just clumsy, but the conversations around it can be clumsy or just not knowing what exactly is allowed or not and breaking through those barriers. Yeah, I would say that fear is the greatest motivator of all time. And, um, you know, just, again, 
even if it's not about somebody taking it from you, you know, when you're, when you just rise out of poverty, if you've known anyone that like, you know, maybe get like your grandmother or your parents have raised, have rose out of poverty, you know, there is a bit of a shell shock of like not wanting to go back. There. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my, my grandmother, for example, she, she grew up in the depression. So we never had McDonald's month, even though we really did, you know? So it was just like, you're not trying to anything that reminds you of where you came from may, you know, shock you. So you may not want to, you know, go all out. So this is not just about, you know, somebody imposing and taking things from you, but it also may be like circumstances, hospital bills, you know, somebody passing away, like the breadwinner passing away, or, you know, just a whole bunch of different things, the market crashing, et cetera, et cetera. There's a million things you can be afraid of. But, um, also another point I just want to bring up is that um, black, black people, and I'm not going to say everybody, but I do think a good majority um, need to realize that you don't need permission to be great. Like, you're allowed to want more. You're allowed to think highly of yourself. In fact, you should. Why, why wouldn't you? You know, you're here. You're in the best, you're in one of the best times, believe it or not. Like, things have been a lot worse. And a lot of, there's so many black people getting to it, getting to the bag in so many different ways that we don't need permission. We don't need to compare ourselves with whiteness like lunch. Even if <laughs> we just do things better, not to sound, um, what's the word? Like a black supremacist or something like that. Early on, yeah. You know, just, we just do things better. So even if, you know, they have their luxury and stuff like that, they're not going to rock it like we rock. You know, this is a different thing. And behind closed doors, they may not give you that they may not, you know, you might not get an endorsement for this, you know, major European brand or something like that, but it's still going to take your money. And that's another conversation about, you know, this whole side piece situation with luxury brand, luxury brands and black people where, you know, we're not getting their respect, even though we're making you hot. But, you know, you're reaping the benefits, you're taking our money, but you're not, you know, flaunting us like you should. But Again, just going back to fear, that's like the biggest thing. And Dakota, I agree a thousand percent on that. Um, fear is so powerful. And I think once we, black women and black men, are just especially black women, so we're focusing on right now, once we get over the whole fear of you can be great, you don't need anyone's permission, you don't need a man's permission, you don't need a woman's permission, you need your own permission. Grant yourself the access to be great, to want more, to do more, to be more. I definitely think it's safe to say that that's happening in an abundance now. I feel like Black people as a collective, as a global community, are like finally, not even finally, I feel like we always knew, but now we're just like, we're seeing it happen so much in abundance that people are just owning it at another level, you know, um, in all pockets of the world where you see Black people, right? We're literally thriving. And I think this goes beyond wealth or or money and finances it's just like when you think luxury you can get something from a thrift shop it can you can see people in remote areas of the world still showing up and and owning who they are and being like the best versions of themselves when you look at them on social media and maybe in real life too but um I, I agree with that a thousand percent like black people don't need permission to be great and I think that we're seeing that Part of this conversation stemmed from me noticing that there is more of a conversation around luxury in regards to Black women than there is with men. It seems like there's resistance or opposition or 
something there because I don't see this conversation um, uh, uh, in regards to black men. I don't see men attaining that or trying to attain that and a bunch of black women or other black men commenting, hey, you shouldn't do that. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I just, I'm just not seeing that narrative or that conversation happen as much as I'm seeing it surrounding um, black women. Part of that might just be because because I think there's a, a movement um, among black women that is kind of pushing, like uh, speaking up for ourselves because we've been so uh, targeted and, and disrespected. So I think that might be where some of it's coming from. But I wanted to kind of get opinions on why there seems to be a different conversation around luxury for Black women than there is for Black men. And then the, the second part of it is, is there an assumption that luxury for Black women is attached to Black men? Um, you could take the Black part out of it if you wanted to. Um, and because I, I think that's a, a big thing like about women being able to, this independence that women have and is a luxury for women attached to men. But for the purpose of this conversation, I'm going to keep the, keep the black in front of it. Always keep the black in front of it. Um, <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I say that um, me speaking as men and my male experiences, um, men do different things for different reasons when it comes to luxury. Um, pretty much every black person I know, the first time, the first good job that they got, they went and bought a Beamer. Maybe like the, the family size one, but still it's a Beamer, you know, that's it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's what with, with men, a lot of times what we do and not me personally, but, you know, my peers and others that I've seen and been around, you know, they, they put luxury around to attract women, to attract attention. Now, depending on, again, who you ask, that's like most of these questions, like, you know, it all depends on who you ask because we're not just a monolith. Like, we're just too great to be a monolith. You know, we're great in many different ways and other ways that we're not so great. But with, um, you know, like luxury, like, it, 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 de- it depends on, like, again, your surroundings and what you're doing. Like, if I'm still, it all depends on how you're moving. So, again, from a male standpoint, when it comes to luxury and how we flaunt, stuff like that, a lot of times it's almost like beats and it just attracts attention because men tend to, once you accomplish yourself, men, sorry if I'm rambling. Yeah, I'm rambling. Um, the way that men operate with our accomplishments, like we base our identity off of that. We base our identity off of being able to provide, protect, and and make money. That's just what that's just how this society has ingrained us to be. So if I've achieved that, if I've unlocked that, that code, then yeah, I'm going to be proud of that. And, you know, I may do that. And certain people, and more so like generational, like some of, not maybe, not maybe my peers, but like maybe my uncle or my parents or something like that might be like, you may not want to be so flashy like that. You know, people are looking at you, ah, uh, that kind of thing that happens. But like my peers, they may just be like, okay, I see you you know, and stuff like that. Now, as far as women go with, with luxury, I mean, I'm not sure of the conversations that women have amongst themselves with that kind of thing. I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't hear hustle like that, but I don't understand why someone would discourage them. I mean, if you're doing it, however you got it, you got it. You know, I'm not one to, 
you know, pull up receipts on, you know, I got this, I don't know. I just don't have that, that energy to just be policing other people. You know, you got to master yourself before you master anybody else. So like, I don't need to be in your business. I need to work on my own and be the mom for black business. So I don't, I don't know. I don't really see that. I do see, I guess, certain people. And again, they're typically like the underachievers or like, they just might be just in the middle, like right in the median of like, I guess, black wealth, if you will, you know, talking about, Oh, I don't want to be with somebody that's entitled or like a gold digger or whatever, whatever. But everyone that's asked about gold digger ain't got got gold to dig. So I think it's just, it's just people projecting, you know, and like their insecurities. But as far as black women luxury, I mean, like do what you do. As far as being associated with a man, um, I mean, again, however you get it, however you get it. So, I mean, if you work to get it, if you worked your way up and, you know, you were able to be a social butterfly and get to, you know, a situation where you found somebody that's willing to pay for everything, hey, do you. But I don't think that there needs to be scrutiny with how people are getting things. I think people need to mind their business because all the energy that you're putting towards this person, all this vitriol that you have for someone that's doing something that you're not doing, you could be doing the same thing. Have you ever heard, whether you use yourself or someone around you, use the term bougie in regards to describing a black man? Um, no, we use uppity or stuck up. You know, um, really? I've been told personally that, um, you know, I'm condescending for, you know, speaking complete sentences and stuff. But, you know, it all depends on where, who you're around. But again, I think a lot of that, the whole concept of like calling somebody bougie, it's not necessarily that you have standards, it's that them projecting saying that I think that you're better than me. And I think that you're aware that I think that you're better than me. That's really what it is. It's coded language. Right. I just asked the question because that's kind of what the what the main questions I was I just asked was kind of surrounding itself around so that term. I don't, I'm not a fan of it, if you can tell seems to be directed and used more with black women than black men. And so, you know, my, my question is kind of trying to figure out why, 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 why are we called bougie and black men aren't? And I think you answered a little bit of that. So, you know, thank you for that. But that's kind of, kind of where I was going with it. And, and the funny thing is that bougie is just short for bourgeoisie, which is the middle class. Like, why are we, <laughs> like, it just ties back to, like, us being attached to struggle. Yep. They look at you being middle class. Like I think that there is an assumption um, that luxury for black women is attached to black men. For example, I've heard different men talk about seeing women who present to themselves as um, high maintenance if they look particularly put together or they look like they have maybe a few expensive items. They may not necessarily be a um, stuck-up person. They can be very chill, down-to-earth, however they are, but they just present themselves a particular way. I've heard men say they would be reluctant to approach her because they feel like they may not necessarily have the means to support her spending habits. And I think there can be a larger conversation around that. Why? Um, and I think um, why that is. And I, you know, but I, I think too, it's like 
why one, I'm going to go into different directions with this. One, why do you assume that you will have to support? Uh, I understand why, but like, why do you think that you'll have to support her spending habits? Like why would the brunt of that be on you? If this is something that she can already do for herself without you. So I, and I understand why the conversation is and I guess I'm just throwing it out there that there's a different perspective of that just like if you see a woman who looks like she's a bit more high maintenance or she has um luxury I think that it may not necessarily be attached one it may I I think one maybe they think that there could possibly be another man who's giving her that which is why she has it and not necessarily because she has it on her own so therefore they think, okay, if it was my responsibility or if I was in a relationship with her, it would be solely my responsibility to give her the things that she can already provide. I guess they wouldn't know that she could provide that for herself or they're not even thinking that she could. But right. it, I'm, it's not like I'm going to look to you to get all these things that I've already had because I was able to provide it for myself. So I think... I feel like that's not as clear. That whole thing wasn't as clear as I wanted it to be. And I'm still trying to figure out how to express that as clearly as possible. No. But I do think that there is some, like, they just feel like the onus will completely be on them now and not even realizing that, hey, this is, I was able to do this for myself. I may not necessarily put the the brunt and the weight of what I can afford or what I can get on you. Um, I, I guess it's a matter of conversation and I understand to a degree why people do think that way, because even in the, in general, in men and women's relationship, there is a certain expectations right. uh, sometimes that people don't express. They just feel like it's there. So I understand, but, um, yeah, I just, I, I think that, and even, um, as I was saying before, I'm just doing some research on this with, they were like, I was following some um, black women luxury pages and they were having this the discussion on like a, a an article about how when they do have certain um things or they show them off on social media people are like oh who are you sleeping with to get that like who gave that like what man gave that to you so I think like it's like they don't assume that they've done the work to get these things and have purchased these things they automatically assume oh this you got that because you you have a sugar daddy or you got that because some rich man gave it to you but you're not right. the person who supplied it for themselves so i do think in a in a sense it is very much connected um and then to the point about uh <laughs> hearing somebody ever call a black man bougie i i've never heard that <laughs> i've never heard that is another one that you just said I, mean, I do yeah. not hear associated I can see a very well-dressed man. You see it all the time. And mm -hmm. I have never heard a woman or man say that they look high maintenance. Mm -hmm. Ever. And I guess, and I feel like that comes from, I guess, and I'm thinking it now, maybe nobody will, will call a man high maintenance because they assume that the man is maintaining himself. Exactly. But they're not assuming that the woman is maintaining herself, which is why they see her and they're like, man, she looks Somebody's high maintenance. maintaining that for her. Right. It? it would have right. to be me if I were, if I was with her, but it's right. already being done. So I wonder who who is doing that. So right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So that I feel like that that came all together mm -hmm. better now. I think the assumption goes back to just like the, the role men play, right, and the role women play, and like just mm -hmm. how men are supposed to show up in the world. I feel right. like 
the overall assumption is men are the breadwinners. Men bring, like, men hold it down. They're the one that's supposed to take care of homes. So when you see a man carrying himself a certain way, when you see a Black man carrying himself a certain way, you just think, well, he has his ish together. He got it together. He carries himself a certain way because this is just what, that's already the standard that's kind of given to a Black man, like Black men excellence. You're supposed to have this. You're supposed to move a certain way. And I feel like it's associated with women, well, Black women being in luxury, because if a man has certain standards and carries himself certainly, and they also have the luxury, whatever that is, whether it's traveling or the money, the wealth, they court the woman. So I think that's why it's always well associated. Like the the role, just dynamics of women interacting, it's always like, well, I'm supposed to carry this relationship. Even if we're not serious, I'm still supposed to date and court and provide and show you a certain experience. But I don't necessarily think that and I don't know if this is just biased because it's based on my experience, but I don't think that women in luxury are always associated with men. I feel like that might be a greater narrative, but I do think that there's this sense of just like women in luxury being uber independent, women in luxury mm-hmm. being like just go-getters, women in luxury being like, oh, she's hard to reach type of girl. Like, oh, I don't even have access to her because she's not on my level. That's how I sometimes associate mm-hmm. Black women in luxury. I don't always associate Black women in luxury with a man or a man being the one to provide that luxury for her. Um, but again, that could just be like based on personal experience and not the different narrative. I think, Maybe. That, I think that narrative is what's taking form now. Yeah. I don't think it's reached itself, reached to to being the creative narrative. I would love to see it become that. But I don't I don't think that's where it is currently. But I do think it's I she got three jobs. She got her own crib, own car, parked in a lot. Go. Emphasize, oversize the mystery of these purple tides skipping through my mind. The emotion that'll open wild blind to this woman of love. I give her spoken vows. Eyes, simple sweetest of rum, gently touch her arouse. Sympathize, synthesize her beauty. I look in her eyes, in her mind, in her soul. Worth of much more than gold. Go, 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 go. go.
You just listened to Go Girl by Donzel Crow. Now, to talk to the point from a male perspective of when a, when a, woman, when a man sees a woman that's well put together and stuff like that and thinking about, like, oh, I may have to maintain that. It's yeah. not necessarily that. Some people do think that, but mm-hmm. depending on the kind of guy that... And it all depends on who you act, because, again, men are yeah. monolithic, despite right. what some people may think. Um, <laughs> you know, if I'm looking at a woman that's well put together and I'm just like, how can I make that better? Now, if I don't have the means to make that better, what value am I really bringing to her? Why would she even talk to me in the first place? When you say, how can you make it better? Do you mean yeah. physical? Like, can you expand on that when you say, yeah, how can you make it better? Okay. Her? So, for example, if I'm used to, you know, talking, uh, if I'm used to dating women that are only, you know, they, uh, they're not really with designer brands and stuff like that, you know, I can I can get somebody that, you know, that they, they push a little Honda Accord and everything, then that's cool, you know, it's real safe, et cetera. But if I see somebody that's hopping out of Lambo, designer this, designer that, and what can I add to that if I'm not, if I've never upgraded somebody to that? Like, basically, I'm just saying, like, men like to feel useful. And mm-hmm. if it, we're making our own real men, I guess. People <laughs> of substance <laughs> like to feel useful. <laughs> um, I guess that's more easy way to say it. But yeah. if I'm looking at somebody that has it going on, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm admiring their swag and like what they bring to the table. It's like, what can I add to that? Am I going to just waste this person's time? And I know guys that have done that. I've, I've been in barbershops and I hear, you know, this person talk about, oh yeah, my, my girl got, you know, she got this, 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 uh, this state job, you know, paying 70, you know, whatever, whatever now. And I'm just like, but what are you doing now? <laughs> you know, and there's, there's certain people that really like, they thrive off of that. And, you know, I'm a thousand percent with women, you know, owning it, doing what they got to do and everything like that. But me personally, I've been married for almost a year. My anniversary is next week. Like when um, my wife is making a pretty penny being a makeup artist with sax, sax fifth for those that may not know. (laughs) And, you know, when the pandemic hit, you know, that got shut down and I was like, yo, like screw your job. We move to Atlanta. And that's what I did because my thing was like, I don't want you working somewhere where you don't want to be. Like if you want to, you can do whatever you want. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want you to have to go to work. I want you to have to go, Ugh, let me get my face together. Ugh, I don't want to be around these people. You know what I'm saying? Because that's going to, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like when women are, dating when they're with somebody seriously maybe even living together and they're at a job that they hate and they have to be there i feel like there may be a level of resentment towards the man was just like ugh, like why are you not pulling your weight now what <laughs> i mean if i'm making sense like if you have to go I'm just going to give a bad example. If you have to go to Target every day because your man's not doing what he needs to do, I mean, you can get your bag on your own. What I'm he saying, like, do what he to. needs to do. And so, so the, the, the part where you, I don't know if you were reacting to me, I probably made a face, but he could be doing what he needs to do. And, and I don't necessarily see that correlating to him not pulling his weight because 
I don't like my job anymore. Yeah. And I think yeah. that kind of I think that kind of narrative can be a little bit dangerous in kind yeah. of like why the conversation, why there's questions around black women in luxury, luxury with black women being attached to black men. And I think right. part of that kind of thought is kind of like why some of that exists. Yeah. Yes, let me let me rephrase it because I think certain things may have been lost in translation. So if I'm with somebody, seriously, I'm 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 married. I'm married, and well, first of all, let me just put it like this. My wife, if she wants to go get a job, she can, because I provided that value for her to do whatever she wants. A lot of people do not like their job. I'm giving her the luxury of not having to work for someone they don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, if she wants to go get a job, she wants to go to school and pursue something, she has the luxury to do that, because I provided that value. Not saying that she couldn't do it on her own because she has done it on her own. But what value am I to her if she doesn't need me? Why are we together? We don't need each other. Well, I think what, well, two things. And Dakota, hold on to what you're saying. I, so I don't think, or the way that I assumed Tiffany took your first comment about um, her being resentful of the man because she's in a job that she doesn't like, I don't think it had to do with. I think it was all in the assumption that if he is doing what he needs to do, everybody's doing what they need to do and she just doesn't like her job. There's no reason that I should resent that my man for that. Like, if you're pulling your weight and you're doing what you need to do, but I'm just in a, a job that I don't like, so I, I don't see why I, I might resent you. I feel like there needs to there's some other condition that's not stated there that is missing for me. Well, I guess my other point, my, hold on, real quick. Real quick. So my, other, <laughs> my other point is when you say, "How can I like if you are doing all of these things? What can I? What value do I add to you? Why?" I mean, I understand the the value of money. I'm not saying that if you don't have money and I still am doing what I need to do, then everything will be fine. I I know that a lot of relationships end because of money. I'm not saying I'm not going to make it small, but I don't necessarily think that the only thing that you can provide is monetary either like i i'm not just because i have all these things i don't feel like there's nothing else that you could provide because i have material things i wanted to go back to that point like i feel like there's other things there are i don't think that a man a man providing is just a monetary thing although i feel like our our culture makes it seem so like Yes. They make it that seem like it's the same thing. And I'm not saying that that so I see that, but I don't think it is the only thing. Um and I don't I don't even feel like it should be the biggest thing, although it's still important. I'm not saying it's not important, but I don't think it should be the thing. And I think yeah. we make it that. Um, but yes, why like why wouldn't he be able to provide other things? Uh, right. And I think that, um, you know, again, we are men, we are socialized to be like the way that, you know, women are told that, you know, you're only as valuable as how you look, which is terrible. Like men are are told like you're only as valuable as what you bring to the table as far as like, you know, monetary stuff. But again, like my value isn't just me, you know, bringing home money, but it's also being able to create the freedom of time because there's the commute. If, you know, if you're remote, there's, you know, there's just hours. You're spending eight hours of your day working and building somebody else's empire. You could be building your own. So I'm saying that 
if you're able to, as a man, provide the freedom for someone to do whatever they want, you know, that's value as opposed to, you know, yeah, I'm just bringing this in, you know, you can do whatever, but I'm also being able to, okay, I make this amount of money. You have a dream. You want to get a, want to get a boutique started. Okay. Here's the money for that. And then at that point you do whatever you want, you build it up, et cetera, et cetera. And then you're on your own. That's just the way that I feel like a man should bring value, or at least that's the way that I bring value. Now, again, women can stand on their own too. Like if, if I got divorced today, my wife is good. She can get it. She's a hustler. I wouldn't be with anybody who wasn't one. But, you know, I'm just saying that men of substance base their identity on being able to provide value. You know, I'm not going to, there's so many <laughs> relationships that I've noticed that I've kind of been around where, you know, this person, this, this, this guy's wife's taking out a second job. And then all of a sudden, now they got they got problems because somebody's not bringing and pulling their weight. Like, why is she pulling in a second job? You can barely get one. You know, that's that kind of thing. You know, it's it's all about, you know, basically providing value. That's all I'm saying is that a man should provide value. What value is, is different to other people, clearly. But, you know, if you are able to get your time back and your freedom to do whatever you want, I think that's priceless. Yeah. Um, I agree with Dwayne. I was going to say that one, all three of us as women are like-minded, right? Uh, we don't have anyone on this call that I think has an extremely different perspective from the other. I think that for the most part, we all are like-minded. There are definitely women out there that the example Dwayne used earlier about if I hate my job and I'm working, he may be showing up for us in the relationship. He may be showing up for me in the relationship, but I'm still working and I hate my job. There are women out here that's putting that resentment and that hate on their man because like he said, you should be showing up for me. You should give me that opportunity to say, babe, if you hate your job, then quit. It may not have anything to do with money, but now I'm giving you the chance to pursue whatever it is you want to do and you don't have to worry about that. There are women that have that feel like their man should be showing up for them in that that way. You specifically, Kayla, I think like the way you're looking at it, it's like, well, if you're here, you're supporting me emotionally. I hate my job. It has nothing to do with you. I think that that's just how we personally may have been raised or how we experience, you know, but there are others where it's like, no, as my man, I shouldn't have to work. As my man, you should be holding me down. Um, damn, there were so many thoughts that I had. And I loved it. But go ahead, you were going to... Uh, right, I'm not... No, so I guess I'm not just thinking just like you're here and you're supporting me emotionally. I feel like we're on a tangent, but like, it's mm-hmm. not that, um, cause I don't think that there's either, because I feel like that even thinking in that way is very, just like men provide women emotional. Like it's just very mm-hmm. binary. I, I'm not even thinking that, but I feel like there are other things. If he is providing, I feel like if the man is providing and he has been holding his weight. Holding his weight means, I, I don't even think it just means that we are surviving. To me, it doesn't even just mean we we are like just struggling along. I feel like um, I'm comfortable for the most part, but maybe I just have this job though that I do hate and I want to leave it. I mean, I guess 
And you, and you know like, what? From, and Dwayne described that as a luxury. And it is. Right. It is. And I think that's especially important to point that out. And right. Okay. Especially in the right. this conversation. So if as a man or as a woman, but as in this instance, as a man, you can provide that that luxury and you feel that your significant other deserves that, because I guess you, you would if you wanted to do that. Then right. yeah, that's 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 uh, um that's one perspective or one narrative of a right. luxury in a relationship. Right. So in that vein, right? So if we're going to say that, the because uh, uh, I feel like anybody who has the ability to set their own time and their own work, as you said, it is a luxury. That's not something that just everybody and anybody can do. So with that in mind, if he's doing what he needs to do and he's providing for us and we're comfortable, just not to the point where I can quit my job, I don't, I don't, feel like resentment for him should be there because right, and, we and are because, provided for. And that's because the Dakota said how, how we think us specifically, us three, because it, it doesn't, it doesn't, I'm not going to say it doesn't make sense. It's not fair that I think that's what was triggering you for it. Cause it's, yeah. it's not, and it's not necessarily fair in that, in that it may not be fair for us. That's the thing, because that's our personal like perspective on it. But mm-hmm. for other women, there are other women in relationships that feel that truly believe they're supposed to have this right. They truly and that's sure. just like the entitlement thing, right? Mm-hmm. When we think about luxury versus entitlement. There mm-hmm. are women that show up in relationships that feel if you can't do this for me, it doesn't matter if it's your fault, it doesn't matter if you're showing up for me every single way you can. If mm-hmm. you can't do this specific thing for me that I personally feel I need in this relationship, then I'm going to resent you because you're not showing up the way I need you to. You may be showing up. Yeah, or want you to. You may be showing up right. and you may be showing up to someone else perfect, but for me, that's not it. Right. I want the option to say, I don't want to go to work today. I yep. personally have a friend that literally wanted to pursue her music career and her husband, and she said, babe, I, I don't want to work anymore. I just want to pursue music. And her husband gave her that option to do that. A lot of other women resent the fact that their partner can't do what her partner just did for her. A lot of women want that. So that's what we're saying. It's like for us, we're like-minded. So it's hard to see like someone that really has the audacity to think that way, but they don't look at it as an audacity. They think, no, I deserve it. Right. So I'm going to use that to pivot to uh, the the last uh, question. (laughs) Okay. So do you think that a Black woman's desire for luxury comes from a sense of entitlement and we're using the word entitlement, I kind of hear with a, a slight negative connotation um, uh, for your context, Dakota. Do you think that women's, a Black woman's desire for luxury comes from a sense of entitlement or self-worth? I'm going I'm I'm to go with a Dwayne answer right now, and I'm going to say it depends on who you ask. I feel like it depends on who you ask. That's I'm asking you. This is, I'm asking you. I, I think it would depend. Like I feel like for some people it might be a sense of entitlement and for others it would be self-worth so like so for instance I've seen uh where people talk about luxury as as um I guess a form of calm or a form of peace so they're not just looking at it simply from a monetary or like a material standpoint but they're looking at it as 
being able to access something that for a long time wasn't associated with them or wasn't for black women wasn't like like available to them um and so they're looking at it now to say you know what I feel like this is um in a way I don't want to say self-worth as if who I am is or who they are is hinged on luxury or the the items or whatever they're getting but like it's something that they're pursuing that before they didn't have access to so I don't think it's it's not entitlement I think it's just a form of abundance or calm or happiness not joy um I yeah I don't look at that as entitlement I don't look at that as entitlement um and and for women who look at it that way I don't feel like they're entitled I just think that it's a way to experience life that they just weren't able to before or didn't didn't before or didn't think that they could before and now that they're able to do it they're pursuing it and seeing what that experience is like um I'm going to say I, I think that it's completely a sense of self-worth, even mm-hmm. for women that would um, identify as materialistic. Because mm-hmm. even with that, I, even with that self-identification, um, they have decided that for whatever reason, they have earned this. And that comes from... And, and, some, I guess in some cases, I'm sure it could come from insecurity. So I'm not mm-hmm. speaking for all Black women everywhere. But I think that as it becomes more accepted in society for us to openly love and cherish ourselves and um, allowed to, you know, take care of ourselves the way that we take care of others and more acceptable for us to not have a tunnel vision on um, on the struggle and all those things associated with it and being on the front lines. And we're also allowed to, you know, to go to Europe and we're allowed to protest um, and, you know, still say Breonna Taylor's name as we're allowed to continue to be um, in both spaces and not being demonized for that. Um, we are finding that we should give more to ourselves. And some, for some women, that's going to be a whole, whole lot. They're like, okay, I want all of this. And for some women, it's not. But I think that all of it comes from this, for some people, it's an older sentiment, but from this um, new, I don't want to say new narrative, but from the narrative that is becoming more acceptable now that I am allowed. Mm-hmm. And no, we shouldn't be having to ask that question, but we do ask that question. We are, we are, we have and continue to ask permission for these things. And so as we, as, as we start to get more into a space where we don't feel like we have to ask permission, we're saying, okay, I'm not asking. I'm going to, this is what I want. And this is what I'm going to have for myself. I think that's coming from um, owning your worth. And it can go into a whole bunch of different directions as to, what makes one worthy of what? Well, I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> um, but I, I, I believe for the most part, that's where it's coming from. Doesn't mean there aren't entitled people, if you're using that word negatively, um, who just feel like they should just have and they don't want to work for anything. They don't want to earn anything. But I do feel like for the most part that Black women have earned a the right to want other things other than the bare necessities of life, whether that's monetary or, um, you know, the basics 
of, of relationship, whether it's just, hey, you know, I just want an equal partner and we, you know, we split the bills. I, I don't think, I think we've earned the right to, to want more than that and want the extras and want the luxury. Um, I like your response. I feel personally, it's interchangeable. We can use, because when we measure our self-worth, we're essentially saying, well, we have the right to this. Whether or not we earned it, we have the right, right? So I feel like the entitlement piece is still having that right, whether it's negative and you earned that right, or or it's positive and you earned that right, or negative and you didn't earn that right, it's still a sense of entitlement. Now, I feel like when we identify what our worth is, that's when we realize we are entitled to this luxury, which is why I think that is interesting changeable because you know your worth. So because you know your worth, you're able to say, yes, I do have a right to this. So yes, I am entitled to this lifestyle, whether or not you agree with me and not you all, but like whoever that person is agrees, it doesn't matter because I personally know that this is my right to this lifestyle, or this is my right to this access, or this is my right to this luxury, because that's how I define it. And I feel that I'm entitled to that. I think that they're interchangeable. Um, I think that it can, it can definitely be both, um, and depending on who you ask. Um, I mean, there's some people that their desire for luxury comes from that's how they that's how they find their identity. They're validated by the things that they have. And then there's other people that are already self-validated, like because I'm self-actualized and I know who I am. I, I this is why I have these things. I like nice things, but I don't want to have nice things that basically like saying nice things make me feel nice, but they don't make me who I am. Right. So so it all depends on who you ask. Some people, unfortunately, like if they're not, you know, their face isn't beat, if their bag isn't, you know, designer, all of these different things, if they're, you know, they not walking around with bloody shoes, then they don't feel like themselves. They don't feel worthy. Right. And there's other people that I could be in sweatpants with, you know, with a messy bun and they you can't tell them anything. They feel like a million bucks. So it all depends on who you ask and, you know, their upbringing and how they were raised. If, you know, they've seen, you know, maybe their father like would spoil their mother or maybe their father spoiled them. They always took them out, took them to nice restaurants and everything like that. You know, it all depends on the upbringing and, you know, where you are on this journey called life. but. I would go as far to say that you shouldn't, and I have no authority to say anything because I'm not a black woman, but as humans, you should not let things dictate your worth or your value. You should add things because you're valuable. So I just want to quickly respond to that because I think you make a really good point. And it goes back to the entire concept of old versus new money, right? You have people that enjoy luxury, but they don't need to, they don't need external validation. So you have people, I'll use this as an example, that travel and they love the finer things in life, but you won't ever see them posting about it on, on social media. That's just how they show up in the world for them. That's like a personal decision. And I do think that that 
plays a major role. One, it could have been in how how you were brought up or just what you were exposed to, whether it was like your surroundings. But if you if you're used to good things, you don't need to necessarily, or maybe you're not, and you just naturally don't feel the need to show it off. So I do feel like luxury does not have to necessarily equate to being like boastful or out there because you have a lot of people that enjoy the finer things or luxury and it's just low key. It's just off the grid. But I, I really do think like how we're raised and just what we're exposed to and what we're conditioned to explains how we show up as far as luxury just in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I and, and I I think Dwayne, you you summarized a bit better what I was trying to say in the uh, vein of getting things because you know your worth, but not necessarily finding your worth in the things that you get. Um, I definitely agree with that. And and Dakota, I, I, like, I think we're coming, we're wrapping up the conversation, so we're not going to go into that. But that was another point that I wanted to discuss, and I wished that we had time to do it. But just like the whole idea of luxury and voyeurism or luxury and privacy, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just didn't see mm-hmm. how it would fit, but I, I definitely <laughs> see that being like, if thing. we ever did a part two, Mm-hmm. That would be a discussion um, in there. Because so, um, about, and I know we're wrapping up, so I'm sorry, Kayla. Yeah. But it's like, even when going back to just associating luxury and whiteness, right? When you think about old money, the Rockefellers, and just people that really come from, I guess, money, or even the richest white people that are super low-key, how, how do they dress, right? They don't need to show up, but you know they come from money. And you have Black people like that. But then I think that sometimes we we associate luxury and Black and loud. Like it has to be out there. When you have luxury Black and just low-key, nobody knows. Right. But I just, I live myself. I live to a certain standard. <laughs> but you know what? I think maybe it's like, and, and perhaps right now it has to be loud because that's the only way to normalize it, right? So like, if you have not ever, as we said, going back to luxury and whiteness, if that's all you see, then there has to be some other promotion in order for you to feel like, okay, this is now attainable for me. So maybe at this point in this space where luxury is loud and it is bold, that it has to be so that people are a bit more comfortable. Right. Right. And And bringing that that back. Right. Yes. Right. I saw a post from a luxury blogger that I follow and she mentioned how she grew up and she didn't ever see black women on the magazine covers for any luxury um, brands. And I was thinking about that. And other than, you know, your Ebony's and your Jets and stuff like that, I don't remember much of that either. And my mother used to buy magazines, fashion magazines every week. And so, you know, thinking about that, the only example I have for Black luxury in my current life is really my mother and my aunts and things like that. But outside of that, I don't see it. You see it more now. And that's kind of what assists me or aids me, whether I, you know, consciously think about it or not in feeling like, okay, I can, I can do that. I'm allowed to have that. And, you know, fortunately, I think for Black people, and it could go for a lot of different other spaces too, seeing others um, living unapologetically in 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 that kind of in that way is very freeing for other people. It, it triggers other type of emotions, but for a lot of others, it 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 triggers um, a lot of positivity, and it does make you feel like okay, you know, I, I can be allowed to 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 want that or do this too. I see this, you know, all these black women are coming out and they're you know, living their best lives. I want that. And look, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's cool now. 
you know, there's good and bad about that force, but the always cool now thing, at least for this instance, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan of it. Mm -hmm. Right. And and it just helps to, like, as Dakota was saying in the beginning about um, not necessarily, that people not necessarily being opposed, but being fearful. The representation helps us to dissipate the fear. On that note, I need to book my trip to Greece. (laughs) Well, not really. (laughs) but you do gotta talk about that uh but no that this has been incredible very edifying um loved hearing from everyone on this this topic it definitely could be like a part two and part three uh to it because we could go all types of ways as we kind of already did a little bit yeah not chastising but i I knew that was gonna happen i I told uh that was gonna happen um Mm -hmm. but no it's been really great so thank you thank you everyone BXN Radio is hosted by Kayla Smith and Tiffany Green. Thanks to Dwayne and Dakota for dropping by. Today's Bronx picks were 100 Miles by Ajani and Go Girl by Donzo Crow. You can hear more BXN Radio at bronxnarratives.com. And while you're at it, follow us on Instagram at Bronx Narratives. See you on the next episode. Fox Narratives Radio.